Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 1088. My interview with Philip Anderson, and we're discussing his book, The Needs of the Heart. Enjoy. Hey, Phil, welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. Lee, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, so, New York, huh? Based there? Yes, sir. Born and raised, Southside Jamaica, Queens. Okay. Born and raised. Tell us about that journey. So you What's know, like growing up in Queens. I, I mean, we only see it in the movies in in Australia. Yeah. Well, I will say this: it's not like Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's like Manhattan, but it's not like Manhattan. You know, both my parents. My my dad is from uh, he's from Brooklyn. My mother, I think she was from Long Island or lived down Long Island. They had me and my older sister, and we've been living in Queens since as long as I can remember. Okay. What was it like growing up in Queens? You know what? It, it was it was very fun. You know, I you, you get the New York experience, but then you also get the specific borough experience. So okay. living in Queens is not like living in Manhattan. Living in the Bronx is not like living in Staten Island and Brooklyn. And it goes for all different boroughs. Okay, yeah, well, I've never been, so it's just um very curious. Yeah. Um, and congratulations, you've just launched or written a book, and it's on Amazon. So that's the needs of the heart. Um, yes, so sir. Very very big congratulations to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Tell us, I mean, it's your passion, right? Writing. I mean, that's what I, I gather. And it's been a yes, bit sir. of a journey for you uh, doing that. But tell us a little bit about that journey, because I know it started uh, at a fairly early age. Yes. So writing, uh, I want to say I started writing at the age of 18, right when I went to college. Right. And the reason why I did that is because I, I grew up in a household where it was six of us, four siblings and two parents. And I was the moment my dad left to, you know, put food on the table. I was the man of the house. So when I got to 18, 18 years old, and I went to college. I went to Morehouse College. I never really it was it was weird. I never had time to hear my own voice in my own head because I got used to my parents always telling me what to do. And my siblings always in my ear. So writing became a way for me to know myself. Okay. So it became a way for me to know who I am, what I like and really just sit down and get time to know me. And where writing a book came about, that's funny because I didn't have my passion for writing didn't develop right until I left college. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the short version. So okay. I took a I took an elective in college called Masterpieces of Music. Okay. And my professor, she would have us go to concert critiques or excuse me, she would have us go to live music events. And we would have to write a reflection called a concert critique. And she used to read mine. And one day she came to class and she said, excuse me, Philip Anderson, did you write this? I said, yeah, my name is at the top. That's my name. That's the date. Yes. She said, you're a very great writer. And I looked at her like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. But the more we discussed it and the more I started to see for myself, I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm actually very good at writing. And right before I graduated, me and her, we had a discussion. And she was the one who actually encouraged me to pursue it because that was my passion. And that mm-hmm. was back in 2018. Fast forward to 2019, I'm in grad school. Um, I'm at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga with a going for a master's in a public public health degree. And okay. I'm just sitting there and I'm just doing my work and I realize, you know what? I don't want to be here. I want to be writing. So I took that, I made a decision to take a break from grad school and pursue writing. And a year later, I published my book, The Needs of the Heart, in 2020. But then I relaunched it May 2023. 
Right. What was the gap there, like 2020 to 2023? Mm-hmm. Well, the gap came about because I, I chose the self-publishing route. And there were just a lot of things that I didn't know, a lot of things I had to learn by myself. So those two and a half to three years were were like the learning years mm. of because I actually sent out the script to big uh, publishing companies. Yeah, you know, I was doing research on what's an author website, what's this, what's that, like so many nicks, uh, crooks and crannies that those three years it really took me a long time to understand the business aspect of it because I tend to focus on the artistic aspect, just the love of writing. But those couple of years really helped me understand the bigger and broader aspect of um, writing a book. Yeah, okay. Well, well done, man. So you took your time and you got some patience there to learn the ropes oh, of, of publishing. Yeah, it, it, it took it, – those, those years were – they were rough in the good way. Because I learned, I learned a lot about myself. I learned more about this journey going through it than I thought at the beginning. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, lots to unpack there. Lots to unpack. Um, yes, so you're sir. a musician as well. I wish. Okay. I wish I was a musician. I'm not a musician, but I wish I was a musician. Okay. <laughs> right. I thought you maybe yes. studied some. Um. No. Well. I mean, I like I like to listen to different um, styles of music, you know, jazz, <laughs> classical music, um, rap, R&B, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a lot of different styles. But my passion, I, I don't have a lot of musical talents, but I'm very good with my hands. I'm very good with my uh, with my intellect. I am a martial artist. Okay. I will say that. OK, so enough. Yeah. So the writing, um, you know, there's there's probably a lot of people that are inspired by your story listening to this this podcast, uh, writing a book, you know. Um, I meet people every day that, you know, want to write a book. Um, mm-hmm. That aspiration is really cool. What what was it that, I mean, obviously had a passion for writing, but what steps did you take to really put that into a book, writing a book? Um. What steps did I take? One step I took was, you know, I listened to my own heart, my own passions, because at the end of the day, you can, for me, the best life live is a life knowing that you did everything you wanted to do. So -hmm. that for me was the first step. The second step was actually forming a plan. Okay. I have a, I have something I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. How how am I going to make this work? And for me, step two was putting a plan together that made sense and allowed me to, you know, go forward in that journey. Um, and I would say the third step that I took was really doing the research. So going on Google, going on a lot of book websites and understanding what you need to have a book, table of contents, a rough draft, um, author website, if you choose. So really those three, you know, following the passion, creating a plan, and the third one is just doing your research. So research around the publishing side of things or researching about the content that you're writing? I would say both, both. both. because, yeah. because you, you really need that balance. One, you need to know your niche, meaning what you're going to write about. But then, two, you need to understand if, you want, if you're writing a book, it's meant for other people, you are going to need to understand your audience and just how to get it out there. Gotcha. So, um. Going to your plan, um, how did your writing plan look like as far as doing the research and putting pen to paper? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I did, I did a lot of research going on YouTube and Google. 
um, looking up, okay, what are some things you need for a book? So for example, you need a cover, you need a title, you need, you need chapters, but you also need to revise it, to have an edited, and you need to have um, an author website, things like that. There's a lot of steps and I haven't yeah. written down, but there's so many, yeah. but really just, just doing the research to the best of your ability. And then one thing that helped me was reaching out to other people. So reaching out to the, um, the, the place I work with now, they called SPS self-publishing school. Mm -hmm. um, they helped me put everything cause they helped me with my marketing too. But they helped me as well get that journey get that journey started with the marketing side. Yeah. And then there was another place I went to called Reedsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. And they had everything from the editing to the proofreading. And they had experts help you with every step along the way. So those okay. two really helped. Well, a couple of good resources for the listeners there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, putting pen to paper, obviously the, the the challenge there for some people is is finding that time to write. Did you have a particular routine about um, writing? Yes. Um, I tend to write at night for about an okay. hour, two hours. And that helped me because to be, well, I will say this. Before I wrote a book, I never mm -hmm. thought about writing a book. I used to just journal. Yeah. So for me, for about a good four years from the age of 18 to 22, at least five times a week at like 9, 10 o'clock at night, I would get at my desk and I would just journal and whatever came to my mind, whatever bothered me, I would just write it out. So for four years, I developed that routine and mm -hmm. I developed my own writing style as a, as a, not a consequence, but as a, but as an end result of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you started journaling at the age of 18. Yes. Yeah. So you, cause you sort of touched on it before, um, you know, the need to hear your own heart or your own voice, your own uh, emotions, I suppose, was the writing part. Um, yeah. Can you just delve into that a bit for us? Because I think that's really a valid point. I mean, I, I go through phases where I journal and don't journal, but I found the same writing and I've never been a big reader um, mm -hmm. and I was never good at English, um, but writing certainly helped, you know? Yeah. Well, I see it as the need to express yourself right? because I think one thing is a, a lot of every, I believe everybody grows up not knowing their own voice inside. A lot of mm. people live a life that's not their own because they don't take the time to understand what's inside them. Because yeah. from the moment we, we wake up, we're bombarded with the news information, the needs that we have to meet for the day just to see the next day. So a lot of people don't really get a chance to understand what it is they want because they don't take that, that time to look inside. Mm. But I was very fortunate because I found that passion. And once I found that passion, I never let it go. I stuck with it. You mm. know, even to this day, as I get older, I still make that time to journal because I still want to know more and more about myself. And I think that's very important because for me, that's how you really live a good life. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know yourself, how are you going to be able to, how are you going to be able to tell yourself that I really want to do this or this is how mm. I feel because you don't know what it's like to be you. Yeah. Yeah, you really got to delve within, don't you? No, it's a really good point. So, what what um what words of wisdom would you share? I suppose with the listeners out there that maybe are thinking about writing a book. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I will say is the best thing about writing a book is you don't need to be a genius to write a book. You just need to be you to write a book. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's your story, your thoughts, your opinions, and your feelings. And that's 
And and because of that, you have a perspective that nobody else has. Mm. Therefore, you're going to be different from everybody else because you're writing from a point of view that no one else has. Yeah. Yeah. I hear um, often, and I, I mean, I've written a book or a couple of books really, and um, you know, nothing, nothing to, to gloat about, I don't think, but certainly when I was writing, a lot of people were saying, you know, try and pretend you're the, the, the reader. What, what do they want to hear? And I, I really struggled with that idea or concept. Did you come across yeah, that or come use across that? that or use that? Yeah. And, and, and I grew with that because for me, hmm. I don't want to write. This is different when you write. from. It's almost like a state of flow. When you flow with something, you don't think about nothing else. You're just in that hmm. moment. But the moment you try to write as the reader, you take yourself out of that artistic process. So the magic can't happen, in my opinion. Yeah, because every time every time I write, I'm writing just to get whatever off my heart, off my chest, onto that piece of paper, and I let, and I and I let it, I let it run its course, and then after, then yeah, I'll tweak what I have to tweak. But in that moment, I, yeah, what I'm trying to say is I don't want to rob myself of fulfilling my needs just to fulfill the the reader's needs. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, Really hard part, but I guess that comes in, like you said, in the editing stages. So you put everything down, your thoughts and paper, and then really edit it to make it a bit more um, palatable for the yeah. audience maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So tell us, Needs of the Heart, what, what is this about and, and what made you write this particular book? So this, this book is about the importance of principles and emotions to get through hard times, become a better person, and make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. So how it is... Um, each chapter of a book is a, either a principle or an emotion. So, for example, um, chapter nine talks about faith, mm-hmm. the importance of faith, why we must have faith. And whether you are religious or not, faith is something we all need because we don't know what tomorrow brings. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a very data race, number driven world with statistics. And it's easy to believe that, oh, if you follow this formula, you'll get this outcome. But life doesn't work that way. Yeah, I could get up tomorrow, get going to work. Next, you know, I'm in a car accident. I did all the steps I did to prepare to not have that accident, but there are factors outside of my control. Mm. But what helps me get, what helps me to get through this day to see the next day is faith, because I don't know what tomorrow brings. So therefore, faith is something that's important. Um, and what the reason is faith, why what this, is faith to you? Faith is well. I grew up in a. I grew. I come from a religious background, so yeah. for me, faith. Faith is tied to an, uh, a being greater than my own understanding. But if I take faith outside of that religious concept, faith is having hope, not knowing what tomorrow brings. That's the best way I can put it. Okay. So, do a lot of people have faith? Do you think, or is it is it something that you have to practice? Like, what's? Well, it's something you have to practice because it goes against. It's the opposite of being logical and rational. But I believe people do have faith, but faith in different things. Mm. Some people put their faith in money. Some people put their faith in others. You put your faith in what you choose to put your faith in. Yeah, okay. So, even, I mean, whether you're religious or not, you can have faith. I mean, it's that hope in in, in mm-hmm. life, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. trying to. Um, anyway, go back to your, your reason for writing the book. You was just sort of touching mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. So the reason why I wrote this book is because after the um what me and my my um my professor had discussed it's funny because she really hit it on the head because for mm. so many years 
I tried to find the one thing in my life I wanted to do that meant the most to me. And for so many years, I couldn't find it, but she looked on it and she touched on it and it spoke the truth to me. And after that, I really sat down with myself and asked myself, okay, if I'm going to be a writer, write a book, what would I write about? Yeah. And at, and at first I didn't have a plan because I didn't know what to write about. But as time went on, like it just came to me in short bursts. Yeah. And one next thing you know, I have a chapter. Next thing you know, I have two chapters. I have five chapters. Next thing you know, I had a book in front of me. Yeah. So well I wrote that and I wrote that book because that was something that I felt I wanted to talk about because when I look in this world today, I don't really see the principle. I, I, I see people talk about the importance of the principles, but I don't really see certain principles that we talk about being either embodied or just put on that pedestal and we actually hold ourselves to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people talk, but don't do the walk sort of thing. Yes, sir. You think? Yeah. Um, okay, no, that makes sense. And I mean, you said before, you know, you wrote the book, Principles, Emotions. If we can understand those things a bit better, embody them, like you said, uh, practice mm-hmm. them, and then we'll become a great person ourselves, which ultimately will help create a better better life for everyone. Yes, sir. Yeah. What What's yes. another principle or emotion that you sort of talk about in the book? Um, one, one I also talk about is, um, and I talk about it too. It's, um, it's emotion. Hmm. Um, and the reason why I talk about that book is because, you know, it's funny. We, we as human beings, we're very, some will call us contradictory beings in the sense that we have both the ability to be logical, but then be emotional. And, but a lot of the times people, a lot of people, not everybody, they focus on one neglecting the other, Hmm. but for me personally, if you're built innately to be emotional and logical, why would you why would you forsake one just to have the other? Mm. And to be fair, emotions are needed just as much as intellect is. So yeah. why would you discard one and the other, especially when that's in tune to your being? You know, we have emotional reactions to certain things. There's nothing wrong with emotion. Yeah. So and I wrote that down there, too, because me, I know for a fact I'm a heavily emotional man. But I'm a very logical man, but I I can't I can't live in one and forsake the other because then I'm not living in balance. I'm living out of balance. Mm. And intellect can't intellect can't compensate for a lack of emotion. The same way, just because I'm emotional doesn't mean that my emotions are going to guide me through every intellectual process. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. So what are what are emotions? You know, what's the purpose of emotions in your opinion? And and why would we want to? understand those better um uh, for me emotions are important because you learn to live life in the moment and cherish that moment because of that emotion Mm. but also emotions help you to feel for me they help you to feel um based off well excuse me emotions help you to feel what you feel in that moment because for me there's the difference for me i view intellect as viewing it from a from a third person perspective Mm-hmm. But I view emotions as living life through a first person perspective. You need both. But at the same time, one can't give you what the other can. Yeah. And for me, and for me, emotions are important because at the end of the day, we don't live forever. And for me, because we don't live forever, everything that happens to us has a meaning. Mm-hmm. And that meaning is found in the emotional response or the re- emotional reaction we take from it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 good to live life 
logically because you need to have a plan, you need to have a process and you need to be able to interpret. But at the end of the day, you need to know what it's like to feel in the moment. You know, if I got married and I viewed it from just a logical perspective, can I say that I love my spouse? So that's how I view it. And really, uh, I mean, it's I like that idea of emotions help you live in the presence. Yeah. Do you think logic takes us away from that sometimes? It can at times, but that's only if we dwell on the logic too much. Yeah. I think I think it's it's good to like if something happened to me, something bad happened to me, and I had an emotional reaction, okay, I'm angry. That's the emotion. Where's the logic? Okay, why are you angry? Hmm. Are you angry because it's something you could have did better you chose not to do? Or you're angry because something happened that you couldn't foresee? So in that moment, you have a balance of both. You have the emotion, but okay, let's use the logic to make sense of it so we don't do something that we're going to regret down the line. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that. It's uh, it's a hard thing. Do you have any tools in your tool belt that you um, use to help you know guide your emotions or control your emotions to a point? Because well, of, the, often... The, the I guess the the thing with emotions that I think people struggle with is that sometimes we let them guide us too much and have no control over them. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say is you need to understand yourself. What makes you angry? What makes you happy? Why does this make you angry? Why does that make you happy? And you have to be honest with yourself. Are you do you feel this way because you want to impose your your desires over this particular situation? Or are you just upset because you realize you're just powerless in the situation and there's nothing mm. you can do about it? Mm. Um, so the first thing I would say is knowing yourself or knowing thyself. The second thing I would say is learn from your experiences. Yeah. You know, um, if 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 you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, I believe that's the definition of insanity mm. or something like that. So yeah. I would say those two things, to know yourself and to learn from your experience. But then the third one, I would also say, be better because of those things. Be better because you know yourself and be better because you learn from your experiences. Yeah, no, very good points. And so, I mean, going back to journaling, where we sort of touched on earlier, what does a, a good journaling process look like for someone, you know, picking up what does your routine look like or, or what would you tell people as far as, you know, starting journaling? Well, one thing I do, um, one thing I've always done, I've always taken a sheet of paper and I would write, title it, my deepest thoughts. And then each line going down, I would just write the one thing that I want to talk about, whether it be a question, a statement, or just a, a, a note that I put, put down there just for later. Yeah. So that this way, this way, if I have to come back to it, okay, now I know what I want to talk about. So that, that's what helps me. But then too, I set time aside. Yeah. Whether it's for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, I set time aside. And the beauty of that is the more you start to do it, the more you get the clutter out of your mind, you know, the more you're going to want to do it because, okay, things are starting to get easier because I'm not as heavily weighed down because I'm starting to let things go. Yeah. The, um, do you say you write at night, you journal at night. That's where you set your time aside. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mate, fantastic. Um, so what um, final words about your book um, or advice you'd want to give the audience listening uh, to our conversation today? Well, the first thing I would say about the book is go go to the um, go to the Amazon page and listen and listen to the audio sample. Yeah. Um, listen to that audio sample because it's a very good audio sample. And, you know, and if you're going to go buy the book, buy the book, please support. I'm on Instagram, too. 
Um, and I would say for a final piece of advice for the audience, one, thank you for having me. But then two, if you think you, if you're thinking about writing a book, write the book. Don't think about being a bestseller. Don't think about all the big five. Take it one day at a time. Yeah. You know, this, this book, this journey, it starts with you and it ends with you. Mm. And even if you don't get to the level you want to get to, one thing you can't say is, yo, I wrote a book. Did it. And that and that in itself is something worth uh, professing and worth having. Very nice words. Where can people um, best reach you, mate? You got a website? Yes, um, philipandersonbooks.com. I also have another one. Um, my The people who are helping me with my marketing, they just created it. So yeah. I want to make sure I get it right because I have it saved. You can go to, okay, philipa.authorchannel.co. It's down, there. it's down there too. Yes, I'm authorchannel.co. Yeah, authorchannel.co. And the other one and was Philip Anderson. To, yeah. And then go to philipandersonbooks.com. Right, we'll yeah. stick the links in the show notes as well. Um, yes. Real pleasure having you here today, mate. Thank you for coming on and sharing. Oh, thank you so kindly. Thank you so kindly. You know, I wish we could talk for hours and hours because I like talking to you. You ask real yeah. good questions. <laughs> I like it, mate. Thank you. Guys out there oh, listening, um, tune in to hiddenwire.com. And make sure you reach out to Philip. Um, link to his book will be in there as well. So support Philip and his journey and uh, pick up a copy. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening and um, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon